0: This passage we'll look at this morning is John chapter 9. The fall of John chapter 9. We need to read this right the way through and we allowed to sing to you. But before I get there, i tell you that's so how you can open up now. Before I get there, I hear that Jamie Enson has also finished his first 13 years of schooling. We'll see what happens after this. So remember hearing your question. Also, if you please remember is, is a time where groups of hotel chaplains, red folks and that, disperse themselves amongst the students to seek to bring some care for them. So please remember that, the hotel chaplains, the red folks tend to your this week. Now before I get into John chapter 9, I thought it might be helpful for a bit of context. So last week we were in Galilee, this week, Jerusalem is the center of attention. And uh, the feast that is now taking place is the feast of tabernacles, or of goods, your Bible, and life style. As part of this feast, there are a few, few elements that were used in, in ceremonies in the temple that had a real prominent place, like the a key role. And water. There was a, the water ceremony. Priests would take jugs and go to the southern border, border of Jerusalem. They'd fill these jugs in, from the Gehold Spring, a place of living water, flowing water, spring water. And they would then take it back to the temple and pour it out on the altar. That would happen right throughout the festival, especially on the last day, the seventh day. When it comes to life and the role it plays, there were these four stands that were erected in the temple courts. And they would hoist onto these stands large golden bowls that they filled with oil, and so they would light their of an the night And as a result of these rants, the whole of the temple and the whole of Jerusalem, was filled with light, of the mountain. and into this context comes the healing of the man born blind that we see in John chapter one. In John chapter seven, Jesus, it tells us on the last day of the feast, the great day. He stood up and cried out, If anyone first let him come to me and drink, whoever believes in me. As the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. In John chapter 8, it says this in verse 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them, the crowd saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus is re- revealing something about his identity to his people through the metaphors that are related to the Feast of Tabernacles. Let's read now John chapter 9. This is the word of the Lord, for us to morning. As he passed by, he saw a man lying in bed, And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who is this man or is his parents? That he was born. And born. Jesus said, to him, "It is not that this man sinned or his face, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me, while he Nor it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As, lo- as long as I am in the Word, I am the light of the world." Having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva. And he anointed the man's eyes with the mouth, and said to him, Go, wash in the of sorrow, which means Sent." So he went and washed, and came back to him. The neighbor's those neighbor, who had seen him before, as a beggar was saying, Is this not the man he used to sit in bed? Some said, Do you Others said, No, but he is right here. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes, and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash.' So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know." They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put mud on my eyes, and I was, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner not such And there was division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him since he opened your eyes? He said, "He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been born blind and had received his son. And so they called the parents of the man who had received his son. And asked him, is this your son? Can you say he was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, we know that this is our son, that he was born blind. But how he now sees, we do not know nor do we know who opens his eyes. Ask him, he is about us. He will speak for himself. His said, this because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, he was to be put out of the silver. Therefore, to He is about us, So for the second time they called the man who had been born blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner, he answered. Whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that thou was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples? And they to him to same. You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, why, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God, and does his will. God listens to him. Never since the world began has it they heard that anyone opening the eyes of a man born blind, if this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, "You were born in Ephesus, and would you teach us?" And they cast him out. Jesus said that they had passed him out, and having found him, he said, "Do you believe in the Son of Man?" He answered, "And who is he?" The believe in be. Jesus said to him, you have seen him, and is he is who is speaking to you. you he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped you. Jesus said, the judgment I to the world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may the blind. Some of the Pharisees knew and heard these things, and said to him, are we also blind? Jesus said to them, if you were blind, You would have no guilt. But now that you say, we see your guilt. On the surface, this might look like just a great miracle. Jesus is the light of the world and performs another great sign. It's man who's been born blind, with spacious, locked in darkness, now has his eyes open, and he can see the world around him. This is not surprising. to us. In John 5, Jesus healed the lame man. Then he told the lame man to get up, take him up, and go home. Here, Jesus puts mud on the blind man's eyes and tells him to go, what? The man does, and is consistent with how Jesus has been performing signs before the bread and of And I that's great that we can see it this way, but we should not be satisfied with just this surface-level understanding of this passage. To the thing Jesus Jesus he truly is, we need to be able to see, not just the it, the surface, but what's below the surface as well. Below the surface we can understand the miracle this way. As the light of the world, Jesus reveals himself to be the God who steps into this world, who comes in to our darkness, And he does this in order to bring light and life to people. Here in John 9, Jesus a man who is suffering in disconnection from his world, also disconnection from God. And then the one who is sent from the Father, the source of life and living water, approaches this man living in darkness, touches his eyes, and tells him to go to the one called sent, To wash in its living water, so that the darkness might be removed. The man dies, his eyes are open, the darkness falls, and he returns to the enduring to for him. Friends, what is more important than just this man being able now to see physically? Is that Jesus has opened his spirit to Not only can he clearly see the world around him, but he can clearly see Jesus as Jesus clearly is. I assume that we've all experienced the effect of having our darkened world flooded with the light of the world. Maybe you're laying in bed and then you're just trying to get some sleep. Someone comes in and helpful. Turns on the light. Oh. Turn it off. Turn it off. Or well, maybe, maybe you're sitting in your lounge room and you're watching a movie or playing a, a video game and you've got the light off because you need the atmosphere, you need to be able to focus just in what it's screen. Someone comes in a speaker. Oh turn it off. You can the atmosphere screens if you are living in darkness, when light suddenly appears, you'll have either two reactions: either you'll revile it and pull away from the light like a mole, or you'll be attracted to it and you'll come close to it like a mole. When Jesus heals the man who had been born blind, we think that the blindness like the He sees the light and he comes close into the The other characters in this story are like moles. The Pharisees revolve Jesus and expel the name he brings the God in testimony against him. Others like the neighbors and the parents shy away from the Lord. They pull away from Jesus and go back into the back. As we look at this story, I advise you to consider if this was a drama, which actor describes describe When it comes to Jesus, are you like a male? Or are you like a male? Jesus identity is the central theme of this story disappearing causes the characters to react, and they react in some different ways, sometimes similar. And to help us separate the moles from the moth, we're going to look in particular at what different characters know, what they say they know about Jesus. This, what they say they know will help us identify how they understand, who they understand Jesus to be. Let's start with the malls next door with the neighbors. The neighbors here the testimony me about Jesus, that they utter it away. It's like sergeant's thoughts. They see nothing. They hear nothing. even get up They're like the neighbors you might have in your neighbourhood who are at six foot. The fences or metal fences in they put a large gate on the front of their property and they, you can operate it from remote. When they get home they can hit the remote, the gate opens, go the electric garage door opens, to closes the They shut themselves off from the world. If a ball happens to go into their property and just grab it, level back over you of them. And they're nicely. But they're not interested when it comes to interacting with the world around them. Especially the neighbour is like the person who might hear testing about Jesus. And maybe this is you, maybe you have caught a podcast about Jesus on the earth. You've heard a, a tester. you've even gone to a baptism, maybe you've been to church. The ball comes over you first. You just love it that way. You might person, I'm glad for you that you believe been to the natives in this story are spiritually blind, they fail to see Jesus as his they're not the only ones. Next, we have the parents. What do the parents know? Well, they know something, but they want to avoid the implications that this knowledge has for their lives. And it's hard to conclude that they didn't know anything about the same testimony. And just through the names, because it seems obvious that the guy returned, kind parents would have heard the testimony. They they can even identify that there is something deeper going on here. but they're unwilling to look below the surface. They want to keep their eyes up just at that surface sight knowledge of Jesus. The surface sight of Jesus is dangerous. See, you can understand Jesus is not much more than a master a magician, someone who is smart, a good communicator, charismatic, And, and if we see Jesus like that, then in the sense, we will treat him like that. You need something, to so ask Jesus for You're in a tough spot, so you seek Jesus you're the crossroads in your life. So you ask Jesus to point you to the This understanding of Jesus might seem right. But unfortunately, Jesus is nothing more than the one that you go to when you need a pick me up, a help me up, or a set me up. It treats Jesus like the decorator or the gingerbread parents. Yeah? After you've got the house sorted as you want, you go to Jesus and get him to do it today. Get him to do it up just the way you want it. It is the result of spiritual blindness. It fails to see Jesus as he truly is. Jesus doesn't add flare to the gingerbread house. No, he is the one who makes it, he builds it. And he enables it to remain standing. Are you acting the of the church? Maybe you know something about Jesus. You might even come along to church. But when it comes to the take up your cross moment, when following Jesus calls for obedience that impacts your comfort zone. When it challenges you to step into the light, you instead distance yourself from him. You. you see him on Sunday, it's a on Monday. There's a third. To so neither, neither the naivies nor the parents of the underwaves who are suffering from spiritual bornness in his presence. Pharisees are suffering from this sure. So what do the Pharisees know? Well, they know the truth. They should know the truth, yet they retret, reject the truth as evil. And the absurdity it as their claims to Jesus. They, they claim that they see him properly, yet they still reject him. That is one truth from God. It's someone who is evil. And the blind man helps bring this out as he was talking to them, in verses 30 to 34. He answers, Well, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, yet he opens my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sin, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man being born. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born in Adam's sin, and would you keep God? And they cast him. Remember, these people are God's people. They're students of the scriptures. It when the truth of Jesus, the One whom the Scriptures reveal as Lord and God, when the truth about Jesus is laid right out in front of them in language they understand, they dismiss it as Lord. The man who is being healed is absolutely astounded by this. Are you serious? How can you not see this? It's like there's a there, there's a appeal. Something's coming up. Something's coming up. It's like there's a appeal. How's that? The video referee, the third umpire is it. Sneakier clearly shows to me. Hot spot is there, yet the decision comes back. No. Is. How can you not see what is obvious? If you are actually a part of a sales team maybe you feel quite comfortable in the future. and in fact, maybe you respond regularly. You might know the scriptures very well. You might be able to quote it off slightly. But for all that you know about God, you wouldn't be able to recognize His handiwork world. It's what we stand But thankfully, these are not the only tactics in this saw. There is also the man-born law. Born. Now, what can you say Well, to start with the nice things for life, What else does he know? Well, he also knows that he's had an encounter with Jesus. There's one thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. He also knows that he has a testimony to share. The man called Jesus, he said, made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. Siloam is really interesting here. In Hezekiah's day, King Hezekiah redirected the evil stream so that it would flow into the pool of Siloam. It was the place in Jerusalem that had the living water. The Pharisees asked him again. Now so he had received his sight and he said to them, he put mud on my eyes and I walked. and I see. He continues to share his testimony, and the more he shares, the more courageous he becomes. The closer to the light he gets. He sees the light, he goes towards the light and he remains in that light. That's what most These things are the marks of a disciple in John chapter. We also see them in the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4. Both the Samaritan woman and the man who's been born blind exhibit the marks of the true discipleship of Jesus. And right here in chapter 9 it happens before our eyes with the man who's been born blind. An encounter with Jesus transforms his life and gives him a testimony to share. The more he shares his testimony, the clearer he can see Jesus. The clearer he can see Jesus. The more he grows. Is that you? Like a moth, have you seen the light? Have you gone towards him? Have you remained there? Have you had a personal encounter with Jesus? Do you see him as he you? friend? The anxiety tells you that this is you to share your story. Share your testimony. The more you share, the clearer you will see him. The clearer you see him, the more you will grow. Let's start with those Duncan faith. Tell someone today. Tell someone what Jesus has done and is doing in your life. Parents, when you get around the lunch table, tell your kids. How many of us sit up sleep? children, how we were saved, how we live with Jesus as Lord of our lives. There might be some real practical things that you need to do to be able to do this. First step: get out a piece of paper and write down the question. Two paragraphs for those of two it. Story of God's work in you, your personal encounter with Jesus. He who truly. Then you've got something in your kit bag to share. That when the opportunity comes, it's ready to go. Are you willing to do? This? Are you willing to go sit down, think about, it and write out the text? I can tell you when the best teachers come here, they're done. It. They're ready to go when the opportunity arises. But there might be some who think this is today who might say, "How on earth do you have any encounter with Jesus?" In we've been talking about something in 2000 years ago. How do you have any encounter with Jesus today? We hear stories of people, especially in the Middle East your indigents of Jesus, and that's one way. But would you believe the Spirit of Jesus, the one whom Jesus sent, also desires to give us an encounter with Jesus He desires to get into our hearts, to open our eyes so that we can see Jesus as he's Convict us of sin through the word that He is inspired, and maybe that happens through a message to the Bible. Maybe it does happen through a testimony that someone else shares. They've prepared the testimony; they share it with you. You're watching a baptism. You're listening to what's said, and something goes on. And you, have your eyes open to see you know, so the heart. God's and So what do you know today? Are you a model? or not? If you describe yourself as a model, would be. Multitudes of reasons for that. Because I don't want to make life of this. There might be really deep reasons that are bad as you do the Maybe you've been injured by life, you've been injured by God. Jesus sees you. And Jesus can open the eyes of the Lord. He has the power to heal injury. He has the power to restore self. It invites you to ask him to open your eyes today. To heal your tell if you want to see him. I do and I don't to to that i i invite you, if you want to do that now, you need to, you need to do something about i like to come down the front. That's why we're the front row right? i to I'd like to chat with you. And for with you. i mean to you. I'm going to you. As the Lord, he in he and as the light he comes into darkness, he stoops down. And he says to Egypt, I know what the seen Father, however, we, we identify whichever I can that we identify with you is for Father, I pray that the God who miraculously transformed life you will be transforming holes into those who have stunned the life with creatures back it or even revile the light that you're still being working open your eyes